What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Back with Vershawn Jackson, sponsored by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Yeah, the captain, the ticket, play it. Let me see if this will get PJ a little hyped up about his black shirt. <laughs> PJ, will this get you hyped up about your black shirt? Because them black shirts, yeah, them black yeah. shirts mean something, man. I know it means All right, something. Now, I know what you're saying, but, you know, ain't very many cats on that black shirt defense that can say they got a black shirt and you know I mean I know it mean more than you than you saying no it means it means a lot to me it really does it really does now crying you know? I can see don't, we don't need to be crying because there's no crying in football yeah I mean say what you it, want I mean it, it means that you worked your butt off you know what I mean um you, you worked your butt off and, and you, you put everything you, you possibly could to to help that defense get better every single day Right, and that's the cool part I thought about Bo. He just wasn't giving it to anybody, right? Like you literally have to earn it and and put the work in and and prove yourself every single day, not just on the field but off the field also. You know, PJ, uh, when you came in, did you come in as a receiver? Uh, a little bit of both. Come in as a little bit of both. Seemed uh, like that they played you at receiver for a little bit though. During the summer. Okay, that's what. During it was. the summer. Okay. To, until yeah, until the season started, camp started. And that's when I, I just lit. I said, man, look, I want to focus on defense, you know. But they was trying me out at both and stuff like that. And I just, you know, I just, yeah, I just wanted to really just do defense more than anything. And and uh, so that's what it was. I mean, you basically had uh, three interceptions your senior year, seven career interceptions, and then in 2012 you also had five pass breakups, uh, third on the team in tackles. Uh, what happened going to the next level? Did you get an opportunity? How did that whole Next level deal turnout. You know, truthfully, man, I um, after after that Big Ten championship game when we lost to Wisconsin, that left a sour taste in my mouth, man. And I remember walking off the field and I told my parents, I said, "Hey, the bowl game is going to be my last game you ever see me play football again." Um, and and like I meant that, like my passion was just gone after that, you know, because you put all that work in during the season. And then 
that that Big Ten championship game, which versus Wisconsin, which we should have won, but we had a couple of selfish players right that day, that night. Um, that's why the score is like that. And after that, I was like, man, I'm just done. So anyway, make a long story short, uh, when it comes down to off-season workout to prepare for the the combine and stuff like that, and I I only worked out twice. And Bo called me in the office a couple of times. He was like, dude, what's going on? I was like, I don't want to play anymore. He was like, well, teams are asking about you, you know. And so I literally I worked out twice before pro day. And uh, and so, of course, I didn't have my best performance, but had the opportunity to go down to the Saints, and it just didn't work out, So, uh, which I was okay with because I was ready to move on anyway. Yeah, talk, so, talk about that because I think a lot of times we, we get into this mode of it's, it's football or bust. You know what I'm saying? It's football or nothing. You know, yeah. how important was everything else than football to you? Everything else was always more important. You know, I tell people, you know, from the time I was playing to these last couple years I was coaching, I was like, football should never be your plan A, right? It should never be your plan A. Let that be your plan B because plan A is what you really want to do in life, right? Um, because one day football is going to end, and I find out so many times just – over the years of me coaching, right, and, and going around meeting older guys that, that, that played Division One football or played football and they didn't make it, they're still struggling or they're still trying to go back to play, right, because they don't know what their purpose is in life. They don't know what else they can do. So football should never be your plan A, right? If God's going to bless you with the ability to go to the next level, you do everything you possibly can, but don't let that be your plan A, right? Always have a backup plan. Always have a plan before football, so if football don't work out, at least you have a path that you want to go, you know. And so, but I find so many people that play sports, and when the sports are over, they're like, man, I don't know what to do with my life because it's been so much a part ingrained in my life. Like, this was my plan. I want to go to the NBA. I want to go to the NFL, blah, 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 blah. Well, only 1% of the people make it, right? So always have something before that, knowing that you want to go play the next level. But if you don't, you always have something else that you already had in the front of your mind that you're really passionate about that you want to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was really easy, man, to walk away from the game. I've been doing it since I was six, you know? And it was just like, I just knew, like, my time is up. I'm not passionate about it anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else in my life. Um, and for me, it's, it's changing lives. It's, it's, it's helping young men and, and, and teaching them. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm passionate about. So, which I've always been that way, you know? That's why I got into coaching. So, who who was the who was the guy that 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 took you under their wing to teach you the ropes? Um, at Nebraska, it was it was Sue. Mm. I remember first day when I was there, man. Sue, he came up to me and um, he just he just spoke a lot of life to me. He was like, "Hey, man, this you know, if you really want to be great, if you really want to play and and, and contribute, this is what you got to do X, Y, and Z, right?" That's why I still to this day I call Sue my big brother. You know, and a funny story. I remember my freshman year, Larry started to get hurt. Um, well, it was senior, Sue's senior year. Larry signed to get hurt. Uh, Matt Pinlin, one of them. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was Larry. And uh, so I was the backup safety. And it was a night game versus Oklahoma at Nebraska. And I'm like, it's the first quarter. And, and so and I was like, PJ, you up. And so as soon as I got there on the field, Sue walked up to me. And he said, All right, look, Lil. And he said a couple of words I'm not going to say. He said, look. You better you better make sure you're ready to go because if not you're gonna be my BT my, you're gonna be my B for the rest of the year and I'm like yes sir I'm just out there on the field and I'm like shaking thinking about everything Sue just told me like please don't mess up please don't mess up please don't mess up the first play as soon as I get it they did a jet sweep to my side 
And, uh, of course, I made the tackle right there, and I was like, oh, this is easy. You know, but it was Sue that took me under his wing. It's like, hey, man, if you just follow the, the process, right, and you trust in the process, right, and you just work hard and come to work every single day, right, ready to get better and push the people around you to get better, you're going to be fine. And literally, that's just what it was, man. So I'm still thankful for Sue taking me under his wing as a freshman and just teaching me the ropes every single day. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What, what, what when you think about um, those teams, because you got a chance to play with Levante David, there are a lot of great players from Sue yeah. to David to – I mean, you go through it and you go through that list of guys. Will Compton was on that team. Damon Stafford yeah. was on that team. Um, yeah. There is a lot. Eric Martin was on that team. I yeah. mean. Eric B. John Gong. Right? Fonzo Dennett, yeah. Fonzo, oh, my gosh. You guys had you, you guys had a lot of talent. Talk about yeah. recruiting. Um, when guys came in, did you ever get a chance to host anybody that came in? Yeah, I, I host a lot of guys that came in. And the cool part about it is I think when it came down to the people that I hosted, everybody signed over in Nebraska besides one kid. You know, he wound up going to, like, Missouri or something like that, be a receiver. But everybody that I personally hosted myself, they came to Nebraska, you know. and But I think that was because uh, the people that hosted me, when I came on my visit, they took care of me, right? And I'm not talking about partying and women and stuff like that. I'm talking about, like, they literally sat down and talked to me about the, the potential that Nebraska could be, right? And, and, and how, you know, when Bo got there, how he started changing the culture of Nebraska, right? And it's about team, not about individual. Because a lot of them say when Callahan was there, it was about individuals, you know? So I took that same approach that got me to sign on with Nebraska to where everybody that came, I did the same thing with them, you know? Um, so that... You know, recruiting is key, man. You got to make sure you just can't put any individual, any player on the team to, to host these guys. Like, it has to be the special guys that, that that's really bought into the system, that's really that really believes in the culture and the coaches, right, and believe in everything that's going on. And if you put those kids in front of the new kids that's coming and they teach them the right way and be honest with them about things, that's how you're going to get the players in here. But I found out so many times, like, you know, I have a couple of players that, that I know that came up with Mike Raleigh, and I was like, well, who's your host? And they said, this guy here, this guy here. And I'm like, this, that's a selfish guy that you have in front of this kid here. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you got to have selfless, not selfish, selfless players that's really bought into the system, right, to where it's all about team and not about I how, in order to get in here. PJ, how important, you know, especially you being a coach, how important is development? Development is key, man. Like, that's that's the key. You know, you, you, you everything's a process. You can't you can't have a kid come in and not teach him nothing and just throw him out there thinking he's going to – just because he's the best person in high school. Well, think about this. Most kids that go to Division I colleges on a scholarship, they are the best player on their team, right, or top two players, top three players on their team. Now you come into Nebraska where it's 40 guys that's coming in or 30 guys that's coming in on a scholarship, 28, whatever the number is. That, that was the best player on their team, right? So you have to go through that development stage, you know, 
So that's that's super important, taking time in the kids in the summer and teaching them. Some kids are going to be able to play as a freshman. Some gonna it's going to take them some years, right? I was fortunate and blessed that I started as a sophomore, right, until I got hurt and then everything went down. But it's development is huge, man, because it's a big learning curve going from high school to college. It's a big learning curve going from college to the pros, you know. So you have to develop. And kids, they don't want that now. They want to just play right now. Some kids can play as a freshman. That's the talented ones. That's only 2% of the kids in the country. Other than that, it's going to take time, in my opinion. Well, no, you know, you're exactly right. I mean, you, there's there's some gifted ones out there, but those are the, the one and the two percenters. You know, mm-hmm. the majority of the players are going to be the 80 percenters that you need to yeah. develop. They need to be in the system. They need to be yeah. in the strength. They need to be eating right. They need to be strength and conditioning right. They need to be getting yeah. their rest right so that in three yeah. years they're able to play the game because those right. are the kids, when you have a, a person that's in the system for three years and they've, they've, they've eaten up the training table for three years, they've eaten up uh, strength and conditioning for three years, They're, they've eaten up how to be a good student for three years, those are the ones you win with when they get to yeah. be a senior. And a junior, yeah. you know, because yeah. I, I go back and I look at, like, all of your highlights from your games. Like, when, when you had the single game best, it all came in your senior year. Yeah. All of yeah. it. The yeah. tackles. You had 12 against Michigan State. Solo tackles. Eight against UCLA. All this is in 2012. Tackles for yeah. loss. Two, three times in 2012. Sacks. Yeah. 2012. Pass breakups. 2012. Interceptions. Yeah. 2012. Yeah, it's because I went through the process and it came to a point where I didn't have to think anymore. My, my sophomore year when I started those games, dude, it was like flying bullets, right? And I was just going off of my my ability to to react to things. But, I mean, I was just going off of, yeah, my instincts, right? But then my senior year, it was like, dude, I was so much laid back and relaxed to where it was like I knew what was coming already. I was like, Will Compton, him and I was on the same page, and both trusted us that we could change our defense up compared to, like, we had a, a plan coming, but if we saw something that they were doing, or if I saw a formation, I'd be like, hey, Will, check it. And Will, he checked it, and both trusted us because I went through the process, right, and I understood the defense more than I understood anything else that i ever done in life, mm. you know? But I went through that process, and the coaches trusted me enough and Will Compton to where we saw something, we can make a check. And we go to the sideline, and be like, hey, why did you make this check? Well, I've seen this. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Good call, you know? And but that's that process where I went through the whole course of those four years, understanding and, and sitting down in the meeting room with Bo and, and JP and Carl Pelini and whoever my I, like I spent time with those guys one on one so much, you know, to where I understood everything. And I was like, I was a coach out there on the field with well confident in myself. That's why we had a good defense that senior year. Now, the game we got blew out is because we had selfish players that game. You know, that's why we got blown out that game. But it was never the exit and those while we got blown out. You know what I mean? It was because we had selfish players that they seemed as a big highlight game, and they wanted to, to every, everybody in the nation is watching, right? And so they want to step outside of what we normally do every single day. That's why we got embarrassed that one game, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, so. Talking to P.J. Smith uh, on the captain. P.J., we'll, we're going we're gonna to throw it to break. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit, of mo- little bit more about um, – playing about the mindset of a student athlete what type of high school player what what type of high schooler you need to be in order to take your game to the next level pj smith rashawn jackson 
Rico's in the building, the captain, the ticket, 93.7. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.